Girl Sue. I'm Susan. I'm Kelly. And we are so excited today because we have a special guest, my dear friend and filmmaker, Chris Ivey. Chris is the producer and director of Introducing Brian Broom, which is what we watched this week. Chris is also the director of the East of Liberty series, which looks at the effects of gentrification on the East Liberty neighborhood of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Introducing Brian Broom is a documentary about Brian Broom, (laughs) who is the award-winning author of the memoir, Punch Me Up to the Gods. The documentary features, as we will be talking about, intimate and hilarious conversations between Brian and other Pittsburgh-based or formerly Pittsburgh-based Black writers, such as Disha Filia, author of The Secret Lives of Church Ladies, whom y'all may remember we had on this show um, what, a couple years ago now? A year and a half? Something like that? Also features Damon Young, author of What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Blacker, and citizen artist Vanessa German. Welcome, Chris. We are so happy to have you here today. Hello. Thank you for having me here. I'm very, I'm very excited about this. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So tell us about, about the film. What inspired you to make this film? Well, it's interesting uh, for me because my history with Brian goes back about maybe like at least a decade, if not more, where I used to just see him at his worst. Um, There's this one bar I used to always go to. They had this thing called Bacon Night, where you sit at the bar and just give you like free bacon the whole night. We just keep ordering (laughs) drinks. I mean, it's like it's, it's horrible for living, but it was like great. And I will remember when Brian would just come in, he would just be like a tornado. You know, Mm -hmm. like I said, this was Brian when he was, you know, not at his best, not not good at all. And this was before I really got to knew him. I just when I used to really know him just coming in, you know, he would come through at the bar and just like it was just it was just like a tornado coming in. And 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 in the beginning, I would always like avoid him just because you know, like mm-hmm. something's going on with this guy. I don't know what, but I had nothing to do with him, you know. And um, but he was known throughout the whole East End as you know, just being Brian. So a couple of years ago, I was doing videos for this one company called Cut. Uh, they made like a lot of like like viral content, like little videos for online. And the person I was working with, she was a big fan of Brian um, and his and his blogging and social media posts. And she was asking me if, you know, I approached him about doing like being a part of like the video stuff we were doing. And I remember when we were filming him and when he started just talking about different things, I kept thinking about like, this is not the person that I knew a couple of years ago. You know, he was like a totally different person. And just the way he just talked so candidly and raw about a lot of things, um, it was just, you know, it just, it kind of like threw me for a loop. And it got to my head then, like, there's something else here. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but I have to do something with him. So a couple of months go by, and I found out that he had a memoir, Punch Me Up to the Gods, coming out in May. And I started thinking, with everybody that we knew in common, such as, you know, Disha Filial, Vanessa German, Damien Young, it would be great to capture them all together, just having conversations and capture that moment of, you know, just having all these black creative geniuses all together in a town that pretty much rejected all of them. 
Yeah, and um, and capture that moment before they before they were all gone. It made me think about you know there was like this photograph in Harlem with like all the jazz greats all together, you know, mm-hmm. um, around like the forties and the fifties, and and there was like a couple of them that were from Pittsburgh, you know, and mm-hmm. um, and I was thinking about you know, for me the main thing I thought about like okay, well I have like mainly three days to get everything shot before everybody, you know, starts scattering. So we shot pretty much 90% of the movie within like three days. Really? You know? Wow. Yeah. 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 And, that um, and that's all we had. This was like, and I had no budget. Yep. So for like the group shot, I hired a couple of friends that I knew, like um, the sound operator that I didn't know at the time, um, but three other camera people just to capture the conversations with them all together. And um, but then the rest of it was just me with like three cameras, just setting them up here, there, and mainly just like focusing, just capturing the conversations, you know. So in the movie, you can see me a couple of times in the background, like moving the camera here, or you know, just try to be like a Sasquatch mode. You don't really see me there, but you know, <laughs> keep it going. Yeah. And um, and it's like I'm I'm very happy with the film. Um, it's kind of funny because with Brian, he never wants to see the movie. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really funny because, like, I mean, and it's just, you know, I guess because, you know, go through all of that, you know, you really don't, you might not want to, the person, you know, may not want to, like, revisit that. It's kind of like revisit, like, a really bad relationship in a way, you know. Um, yeah. But he loves hearing how everybody loves it. Mm-hmm. So every now and then he'll send me a message like, oh, another one of my friends saw it, you know, <laughs> da, 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 you know? <laughs> And that makes me happy, you know, like, yeah. he's happy. And um, and and it, and it just it just felt good for me because I felt like we were really capturing conversations that you know, and people tell me this when they watch it that you know a lot of black people they think about, but they never really have openly with other people, and um, and they loved that a lot of that was in that movie, especially just mm-hmm. you know like the conversations and the war between all of them because you can really yeah. feel the closeness of all of them together. And um, yeah, I'm very happy with it. Yeah, it it really did feel like I was like there, you know, kind of intruding upon this conversation among friends. (laughs) But but still, I mean, it's it's so, you know, it was very relatable, you know, for me. And you know, even though you know, I've only I I know Disha from when we interviewed her before, and. So, you know, that's it. But it's even a different side of different side of her. But, you know, it reminded me of sitting down and talking to one of my friends too. It's like, you know, I know way too much about your sex life. <laughs> it's like way too much, you know. It's you know, I feel the same way about my friend. It's like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Those scenes. they were were great (laughs) and you're so right like i totally feel like i am if not intruding upon the conversations at least like sitting there at a table with them while they're going on and it's like okay they've known each other forever and and i know that so like (laughs) brenton and brian had just met right yeah but that's the first time they met each other Okay. Wow. And yet they get into great conversations and, but you know, like with Disha and, and Brian, their conversations are just amazing. 
And, you know, I've known Disha for years because our, our kids went to the same school. And to see that side of her, it just like, wow. I want that kind of relationship with her. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I think that's for me, that's what I love about our circle of friends. Um, they were able to have that closest with each other. But sad, you know, like that's 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 all they got from the city of Pittsburgh. They were lucky enough to like find each other and be and just have each be around each other. Yeah. And pretty much help lift each other up and help each other out. You know, there were times when Damon Young, when he would come across a project, he would tell Disha about it. Like, yeah, you should try to do this, you know? And the same thing, like, you know, like bringing like Brian up Mm -hmm. and, you know, and and I I just love the way it's, it's just the way that it should be, Mm -hmm. but it it never ends in a city. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I I wanted to point out, especially in the beginning that, you know, Pittsburgh is named, one of the worst cities for black people to live. And it's very understandable. Well, let's um, talk about that for a second. I, I was going to ask you about that. So would you like explain a little bit to listeners about that? Because yeah. years ago, Pittsburgh was named, uh, I forget what number, you know, is ranked one of the most livable cities in the United States. And then there was this backlash within the city about not for uh, black people, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's very true. Um, yeah, when when those when those articles started coming out, that's the ones we were talking about. Like, yeah, it's most livable, but it depends on who you are, what you look like, right. and where you live. Right. And what Pittsburgh is being known has a very segregated city, and they don't really focus at all on about the livelihoods of black people, um, unless they're like they play for the Steelers or the Pirates, mm-hmm. or if they have enough money to live in like way better neighborhoods. Yeah. They really did not pay a lot of attention to people living in certain communities until it's time for redevelopment and justification. Right. Well, and then they're and it's so doing terrible of, things. So like you covered in East of Liberty, the East of Liberty series, you know, oh, they paid right, attention right, right. to the black community there by driving them out. Right, 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 right. And, and, and you still have that today. And the thing is for me, with like a lot of my work, it's, it's, it's about bringing attention to, at the time when I was making the East Liberty documentary series, it was about bringing attention to when things was happening right then. You know, when I started making that documentary series, it was important for me to try to come out with a film like every year, every year and a half, um, just to keep people, okay, this is happening. How are we going to react? And it was and it's kind of sad for me just because the lack of leadership. And, and I feel like the intentions of the city, they are so used to, having their ways and only caring for things that they want to care about pretty much their, their own kind, you know, their own people, you know, mainly white people. And the thing is for me, I just, you know, I felt lucky now just being able to capture, capture that moment in time. So, so students and people in the future could learn from like what happened back then, even though I feel like a lot of like city leadership and, you know, especially developers, they really hate that I was there to film it. Don't, <laughs> Is you know if if we don't capture it and have it, you know it's like it's easy to just like say like well you know that was in the past. I'm like, okay, yeah, we're going to show you what happened in that past, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and the thing is just really just holding like people accountable, yeah. you know. And I'm I'm still doing that a lot now in my own way, you know. Um, especially with 
you know, like a lot of work I do for like the, the Grenfell community in London and stuff here because um, the company responsible for the Grenfell Tower fire five years ago um, was killed 72 people. Um, they're based in Pittsburgh, but the city stays mm -hmm. so quiet about it. Like everybody knows that that has happened and what happened. But because the company, they give so much money for certain things around the city, nobody, everybody thinks about the money, not thinking about the lives lost, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Of course. So, but but here I am being a sore thumb happily. So, yeah. you know, we all have to do our part. Absolutely. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. So well, I have um, another question that might take you <laughs> further back. What what got you into doing documentary filmmaking? You know, it's kind of funny. It's actually the East of Liberty film series. Before before that, I was I was I was a commercial director. I had to do like some commercials, okay. some music video work. And that was what I was really excited about. So during the early 2000s, I would win the top advertising awards in Pittsburgh, um, but I would never get the work. And my agent at the time, we were always trying to figure out, okay, okay, we're winning all the awards. We're the best. You know, mm -hmm. we're, we're beating like University of Pittsburgh Medical Center. They spent like millions of dollars and we only had like a thousand dollars, you know? I mean, mm -hmm. well, like some of the stuff that we were doing, just like, like, creative independent yeah. stuff just having fun and um luckily i had a friend who was working at the ad agency at the time and he told me so well you got two strikes against you the first is that you're the youngest director at that level because it was in my early 20s and nobody really works with anybody that young and two oh yeah you're black they don't work with black yeah. people so during that time i was trying to figure out what to do with myself because i was really angry and mm -hmm. and I I didn't want to move to like L.A. or New York um, because working with people at the time, I, I didn't like the way that I saw the way people treated each other when they would come into town from working. Mm -hmm. And I kept on thinking, like, I don't want to be like that, you know. Um, and so during that time, I was hired by the, a development company to, to document the tearing down of high rises in this area. So it's going from being blighted to being redeveloped and gentrified. And I met a lot of residents being displaced. And I used to have the opportunity to address um, my anger. For, I used to have a way to channel my anger and frustration mm -hmm. while server has a conduit for them to have their voices heard. Yeah. So pretty much taking the displaced residents, putting them on the same level as the developers, making all the changes mm -hmm. and, and just going from there. And I think the documentary just like horrified all the city officials, the, the developers, because somebody's actually there filming all of this, mm -hmm. and instead of just like letting it all go by like they used like they used to, you know, and um, so that's how I got started in the documentary, just by chance, you know, mm -hmm. um, and I I really loved that body of work. I stepped away from it. I may go back and revisit it maybe later this year. Um, but I'm just trying to focus on projects that made me happy, like you know, yeah. like the Brian Broom documentary that yeah. was one of the, my favorite things that I worked on, mm -hmm. you know, and it's especially being like a no budget project. It, it just felt good getting back and just making something. I call it like, like El Mariachi style, like the first Robert Rodriguez movie. <laughs> and, and, um, and as just, you know, and just thinking about like how much fun and how special that was for me and just, you know, just catching something that's very special. That I think, you know, that that it, may, it makes an impact on a lot of people when they watch it. Yeah, you know, yeah, that, I can that, definitely me, feel that. that feel that. 
that it was fun to make and it was, you know, I mean, it comes across that way as fun. I mean, there's some, definitely some serious parts in the, in the movie, but it's, you know, I mean, at, towards the end, you know, you have Disha and Brian cracking up about something else. So. <laughs> oh yeah. When he goes to Paris. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. The Paris story. Mm-hmm. And then she says, "Why are you like this?" <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and and the gong. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was by chance. Actually, that was like the luckiest thing. We we're going out getting B roll, just to like have for it, and we stopped at a coffee shop, and the gong was right there. I was like, Perfect. Oh, "We got to shoot this right now." Yes, you know? amazing. <laughs> so I take one of you in the coffee shop. Love it. Okay, that's okay. Like, sorry, everybody, but we got to use this gong for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you stopped. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, I think that scene, I, I love, like, you know, when he tells a story about, like, meeting the person in Paris or so, falling in love. And then, but then just having opportunity of doing, like, like, like sharp humor like that, like when he's telling the story. And at first, you just the gong sound, and then follow up with the actual, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's so much more stuff I wanted to do with the film, but it's just like it would have ended you know, up three and a half like, hours long. Exactly. <laughs> it started exactly. out it's seven like, hours long. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just like it's kind yeah. of funny because Kelly was my assistant editor on it, and you know, mm-hmm. like she would recommend like a lot of chunks to like cut out. Then I put half of it back in, oh, and we just go back and forth and back and yeah. forth. I know it's making her very mad at times, like, like, hey, you know, but you know. <laughs> and um, the, I think I think it worked out well on mainly capturing, you know, like I don't know, it's just like a lot of the things that would stick with people. Um, mm-hmm. like to me, I felt like you know, like a lot of the part from Brian and Disha goes back and forth from like hilarious to like very inward and deep when especially they're talking about like you know um in regards to um the impact that women has had on brian's mm-hmm. life and stuff you know when he talks about mm-hmm. you know his mother and the people who uh taking care around him and then also to um when you talk about damon on on the basketball court about like yeah. like the impact of masculinity and how mm-hmm. just you know like it kind of like hovers it's just like it dominates yeah. and um and it's just there's so many parts of it that I love and just like thankful just being able to have an opportunity just to like, you know, had to all say like, sure, we're going to shoot this with you over like three days mm-hmm. and just thinking about how all of them are just, just incredible human beings. Yeah. And some of the most powerful artists that I've ever met and I'm thankful to just have them as friends, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, yeah, you yeah, really captured Brian, you know, the film is called Introducing Brian Broom, but you also captured this moment with these other incredible, again, at that time, Pittsburgh-based Black writers and artists, you know, creative geniuses, like you said, at a time when they were still here. And, you know, since then, several have left, which is so sad for the city, but totally understandable. Yeah. And so to capture that moment is, you know, you created an historical document that showed Mm -hmm. what Pittsburgh had for a time. 
So I guess it's sad in that way. If right. You look at it that yeah. Way. yeah. 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 But I always feel like Pittsburgh is like that. Pittsburgh, especially because uh, people in the uh, black community, they love to cherry pick who's going to be their person to like represent them. It's kind of like, you know, the Oscars for the worst in a way. It's just like, yeah, we're going to have like, you know, this person da, da, da. and like it all looks good. But are they really doing good? What are they showing? And and I think for me, that's that's always been a problem. And and I've I've been affected by that too with some of my work about getting not getting funding support for some of my work at times, but just because I keep telling the ugly truth. Mm-hmm. But I keep telling people you, you have to go through the negative to get to the positive. You can't mm-hmm. just always just show the positive, you know. Right. Um, I mean, because most of us are not living through a lot of the negative that a lot of people are going through, but it's important for us to like, you know make sure voices are being heard, make sure that everybody's being taken care of as much as possible. You know, we, we have to do better taking care of each other. And I'm not sure when Pittsburgh we're going to learn that lesson, but for me, I'm just doing my part through my work to make sure that people will feel like they're being heard like in different levels. You know, yeah. I, I feel really good about the body of work that I'll leave behind me when I'm not here, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So that's awesome. Now, some powerful yeah. stuff that, yeah, just documenting these amazing moments in time from a very unique perspective and allowing people, like you said earlier, to share their voice and their perspective on these moments. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And will we be able to eventually like get a physical copy of the film with deleted scenes and things? <laughs> <laughs> That's something to think about. It's something yeah. to kind of, I was thinking about it earlier when we were talking. There's this whole section I wanted to do just for university students where oh. it's just the raw conversations when they're all together talking. Yeah. Because um, there are parts where they really go off about Pittsburgh, uh, like, like, you know, about, you know, about the lack of support, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you get feel like some of like the frustration and anger that they have, but they, but you also see them all just like, let it go, especially when, when they're around each other, you mm-hmm. know, because this is their group. Um, I mean, there's, yeah, there's like a lot of deleted scenes that um, I want to try to figure out what to do. Like there's a scene mm-hmm. actually with Brian and his mom talking and, mm-hmm. um, and it's good, but it's just like, it was, it just felt like it went too much, mm-hmm. but I want to do something special for Brian where, you know, I'm just going to, had have just like visually just him and his mom talking to kind of show the closeness that they have and the love that they have and just doing like just like certain different like little small things for like for outtakes um yeah. it's like a long time ago i i had i put all lot of the outtakes together <laughs> but by the time we get done editing so i don't want to look at nothing else right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah get this thing out here and we'll come back to it <laughs> But yeah. I'm feeling pretty good. I think in the next couple of months, I'll start going back through the outtakes. Because also, too, um, I'm going to give everybody who participated, like, you know, their interview oh, cut up, yeah. you know, so they can just yeah. have it for themselves. I know I know Damon really wants to have his. And um, mm-hmm. and and I know Brenton does, too. And it's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, I, I, I just feel very fortunate, you know. And for me right now, it's just really pushing the film out there, trying to, put it like on a lot of like different like distribution sites and stuff and just, you know, just have it out there. Mm-hmm. And next year, try to like start going to different colleges to do like screenings for like men, okay. for like writers and stuff, people who are studying writing. And, um, 
Yeah. So just- and his his advice on writing was that that part was like, <laughs> you know, he's great advice, but it's like, that's not what I do, but I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> and the you little know? shot of him yeah. standing in the doorway, just staring yes. at that desk. Can't go in. I can't. <laughs> so funny. Yes. Going back to the couch. Right. You know? yeah. and, uh, it's like, hey, I do that too. I'm supposed to be studying for finals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, I, and, that's, and that's the thing I always love about Brad, just like the, uh, his resilience is just how, you know, he's, he's gone through so much, like, like we all go through so much, but how he's able to navigate everything that's happened to him in the past, but still try to stay on top of us, especially with like using his humor to help mm-hmm. balance out everything, yes. you know? And, um, and I, and I think that's one of the things I really want to capture with him because he is, he's definitely one of the most funniest people I've ever met. And, um, and just being able to capture, like, you know, what's going on deeper in our circles. But you got to have that balance, too, about how, you know, we have, like, a lot of, like, the serious conversations in the film. Yeah. But also, too, we got to have, like, some of, like, like just, like, the stuff that just have people howling. Yes. You know. Um, Sometimes you and, call uh, me especially like, while you're having sex, Disha says, too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's like, wait a minute. It's like, it must not be that good then. It's like, I need you to validate <laughs> that I'm yeah. desirable in that moment. By yeah. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> Shouldn't the person with you be doing that? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. That's the other thing I love too with the film. Like, just, I, I sometimes love just watching people's reaction while they're watching the movie. Because a lot of people say, like, he just really say that, like, ah, oh, you know, and uh, <laughs> yeah. But 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 to me, that's the him. That's the thing I loved was just I pretty much just had just just turned on the camera, and they just like all just went into their conversations. You know, it's yeah, just know. Uh, there was a couple of times when I'm trying to like searches I wanted to talk about, especially with like with Brian and Vanessa German when he tells a story about you know like you know like the. The whole police. thing about being dark skin, and then also mm-hmm. to the story with the police and everything. Yeah. Um, I, the police part—that's the one that that shakes a lot of people because people yeah. people tell me that they felt like that it felt like a mini movie inside mm-hmm. of the movie. Yeah. Um, especially the part when Brian and uh, Vanessa talk about wanting to take photographs, and the, the the police start stalking them some. Yeah. And um, and I felt like you know it's just it's. I've always felt like that stories like that are always real and relatable. Yeah. You know, for me, I was I have a couple like you know cop stories like the cops following me home and stuff. You know, and then I would mess with them. You know, like I would like jump out of the car like, hey, hey, how you doing? And they wouldn't know how to react. You know, <laughs> and um, but it's just this yeah. just, just, just having like moments like that that you know people could relate with. And then what I did with the footage of Vanessa German, mm. which is from a a video installation piece that we had that she travels with for like different museums where I put over the audio of, you know, the murdering of, of George Floyd. Um, and just like, let the audio be a reminder of like, you know, they're telling the story, but still not really like letting the audience off the hook, mm-hmm. you know, like their story end, but it's a reminder, like, you know, like how far this can go, which is, which is death. I thought that was great. Yeah. Yeah, And she had it in her mind. Well, I can't do this because then that'll escalate the situation. And it's like, oh gosh, you know, it's ridiculous. And 
including yeah. Vanessa's photos in there, just was so powerful because we need to see the yeah. outcome of that day. You know, the the joy of yeah, that day. Yeah, with the little girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, um, uh, yeah, so it, it, it feels really good because now I'm going to get back into um, promoting the film more now. I think the thing is for me too, just trying to being a filmmaker, just like balancing work, paying bills and stuff, but also to being able to stay creative and make gems like like introducing Brian Broom, you know, and getting away from you know when I for like several years, for like a decade, was making my justification documentary. I, I started realizing that it was starting to affect me, like in a way, like I I, I felt like I was happy. Uh, but people would just like assume that, you know, well, you're making these intense documentaries about justification. You must be like very angry. I'm like, I'm not angry. You know, I'm just showing you what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like you have to be angry to show, you know, what's going on out there. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, and, I, and I think the thing would terrify people because they would look at my work and then when they see me smiling, like something's not right. Why is he smiling? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah. But uh but but just like, you know, it's just I don't know, I just for me it's all about trying to make whenever I make a project, whenever I make a film or commercial or any kind of project, I always love to have humor and heart. That's the best way I can think of to describe it, you know. Um and I try to push that in a lot of my work right now. And I mean, because if you don't have it out, like what are you making? Mm-hmm. You know, what, like, for me, it's all about, you know, moving audiences, inspiring people, and having to think about it for, like, for, like, a long time after they've seen the work and stuff, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so. And that happens with this. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think this is, like, this is definitely, yeah, probably my top two projects that I've made. Mm-hmm. I think maybe there's, like, three or four of them, but this one and the video installation that I made, we are here. Mm-hmm. Um, those are probably my favorite things that I've ever made. Um, that we are here, uh, we, we, we are here video installation is a video immersive. You go into a room and you're surrounded by people telling different stories related to like civil rights issues, personal narratives from like, you know, from like from South Africa, from like Johannesburg to Cape Town, even like a person who was, um, in Charlottesville during the Unite the Right rally, the Nazi rally, and she gets hit by the car and she talks about what happened then and stuff, you know. And, and just also to have it as a document, like, you know, we can't forget about stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Um, in a news cycle, it'll go through for a couple of days and it'll go away until like, the anniversary comes back or so. But, you know, people are still going through the stuff, you know, every day. You know, I did a, I did a discussion in Charlottesville a couple of years ago and it was like a good turnout for the people in the community because, you know, even though the news is there for a couple of days, they're still dealing with what happened the whole year, you know? Um, and and for me, it's, it's just, that's what thing I feel like I want to do with a lot of my work is just, you know, helping people, communities to heal mm-hmm. um, and just helping each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's we awesome. all have to do our part. Yeah, yeah. We should all do our part. Because not mm-hmm. everyone does, but you do. Yeah. You do more than your part. Yeah. 
<laughs> you do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh well, yeah, you know, I mean, it's just I don't know. Like, I guess I feel lucky just you know being able to be being being a creative person. You can figure out ways to do a lot of things without a budget. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing for me. Is, you know, when it's making the Brian Broom documentary, I had all the camera equipment. But I needed, like, you know, to have, like, the sound operator to make sure everybody was, like, the sound was going through. Um, something less that I have to worry about. And, um, but just, you know, just being able to just, like, try to wing it. And, you know, just kind of show, like, you know, like, yeah, we didn't have, like, tens of thousands of dollars or blah, 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 blah. But we still was able to make the special thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But mainly for eighteen and older. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mainly, Ex- except yeah. for yeah, yeah. Uh, when my my sixteen year old son, when he was fifteen, oh, yeah. when he saw it. So yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. He's the exception. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I I love though. It's like I think for me, I can't wait to start pushing, especially communities, um, especially the LGBTQ community, um, because whenever I had like the one screening. Because they're like, we, we got to get this more out there. And that's the thing is for me, just trying to figure out distribution for like different like colleges, campuses, um, different like centers all over just to have like screenings and stuff. And just even just giving people the link to like, you know, where to rent it yeah. and stuff, you mm-hmm. know. And, um, and it's like the one, one of the, re- the reasons too why I mainly stick with doing the video rental is because I pay royalties to the music, to the musicians and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so I've, I've got a, I got a, very nice deal um with the guy who does the opening song boris gardner um mm-hmm. um the song was also this also featured in the movie moonlight and the opening credits oh, and stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And moonlight, you could hear you could hear it really, like very quietly i said now we got a blast for the opening yeah and i think it's, it it's definitely like, it, got my it, attention it really <laughs> <symbolic>, right? yeah <laughs> it's like yeah yeah, yeah, say, yeah yeah he's saying that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and for me, it's just like I felt it just felt it was just fit, it, it it fit Brian so well that song, yeah. you know, just like knowing him, <laughs> yeah. And um, I should do like an outtake of we're just like you know cussing each other out where we like we're making a movie and stuff. It was like 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 you were yelling at each other, but you know like they were like hugging each other, like okay, it's like because he he really. I don't know. He goes back and forth about whether he was to be on camera or not, or you know, da 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 da. I think he just really wants attention, you know. Oh, and yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. write a memoir if you're not down with a little bit of a, a attention. Little. And oh yeah, yeah. It, and you know his Facebook <laughs> yeah. account, and I right. mean he's you know that's so funny, and he, yeah, and he's so open in the documentary. And so hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But then then the oh, yeah. the clips you put in at the beginning of his grousing about, I don't know what you want from me. I don't know why yeah. you're doing yeah. this. I don't he know what you want me to not do. Not to be a people person. And I know That's he's shy he and he doesn't go yeah. out, but yeah. once he's around people, okay. he's comfortable then with. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. relate to that. We I can I can relate to that. to that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess yeah. I'm a little more of an introvert, so. so yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he he just got a new cat. I know he's just over the moon <laughs> with it. So oh, it's so cute. So, and it like, just yeah. had oh, surgery cats. to remove an eye. Oh, poor no. little thing. Yeah. So she's wearing a full yeah. cone of shame now. 
Oh, not a little patch. Yeah. A little no, pirate a, cat. something and <laughs> I know. A, and a cone to because their stitches already broke. Oh, did they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. All this is available so, on his Facebook page. Okay. All right. You can follow. Oh, yeah. Get all, all the right. updates. Yeah. And how he really feels about that. birds. Yes. Oh, my I'm, God. Birds. birds? <laughs> he hates uh-uh. birds. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's so yeah. funny. That's why you got a cat so the cat can go out and <laughs> exactly. do his bidding. Yes. You know? He has a massive <laughs> phobia of birds. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Do we need to use that for the cover art for this episode? <laughs> that would be cool. It just it would be cool. <laughs> I won't. I won't. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Photoshop him into like a the Hitchcock the Birds poster. Like, <laughs> like that. Yeah. That's what traumatized me. Was that movie? <laughs> oh yeah. 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 <laughs> oh my goodness. Funny. So I know this that introducing Brian Broom is rentable on uh, Amazon. Um, now, what about the other and Vimeo? And okay, and Vimeo. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. Amazon and Vimeo for right now. Um, hopefully, mm-hmm. in the next couple of weeks. Even right before uh, we did this, I was looking to this one company about like helping to like put it out there. I think that's okay. always been the trickiest thing with, you know, independent films. Like, okay, who yeah. can help you put it out there? Like, the best outlets. And also, too, who is not going to, like, crush you the most uh, revenue-wise? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I feel pretty good right now. Like, I first put on Vimeo because they took the least amount, you know, revenue-wise, yeah. and it helps. So, like, you know. Um, but right now, I'm just really just want to get it out there now, you know. Okay. So, it's, it's just, it feels good. It's, I'm like that with my film project. Like I hold on tight, you know, just, you know, because even with my East Liberty documentary series, I mainly just sell it to universities um, because, you know, they pay like a higher price for like for using it it, for like for all school purposes. But Mm -hmm. also to really help like helping me to fundraise to keep making stuff, you know. Right. Because during that time, you know, I was getting no support from the foundations and stuff or any organizations. And um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to see what comes up next oh mainly like you know in regards to getting the the, the, this documentary out there more and um and then also too with the video installation that i may just get back to traveling with that again so yeah and the links to both amazon and vimeo are on your website introducing brianbroom.com yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be in the Everybody, shows. please check it out. Yep. Yeah, yep. I, I, I think I, I think a lot of people, I think a majority of people, would get something out of the uh, out of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just I I tell you what, there was to me there was nothing like we've had the film opening in Pittsburgh and just have a, we just had like a sold out audience and just and I, I recorded the whole movie screening. Just mm-hmm. like, just like to capture like that, the, the art of people like oh, laughing at parts, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just, oh, it was just it was great. It so, was so great. actually, there may be a version of that, you know. There may be a version <laughs> of the film with the audio laugh there, with the laugh track. Yes, the laugh track. You know? Oh my god, that yeah. would be hilarious. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then, yes, you can make the make the whole story into a sitcom. There you go. There you go. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> kind of oh, series and with, with some very special episodes, right? No, it's a it's a limited <laughs> yeah. series on Apple. We take this one to Apple. Yeah, All right. <laughs> Apple TV Plus, Kelly's favorite service. Yes, yeah. Second favorite. Oh yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, <laughs> turn it into a limited series based on <laughs> the movie, not on the book, or it could be a combo, yeah. but <laughs> license the movie first. Yeah. yeah. And so then create a limited yeah. series with actors playing everyone. So, because mm-hmm. Brian would not want to <laughs> do this again. No. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, no, definitely not. You know. But uh, but I I, <laughs> I I I am I am thankful for him. Uh, it's so funny. Like every now and then, he will send me a message around eleven o'clock at night, and um, and like just like just about asking just like a random question or so. Um, but it's kind of funny. I'm trying to think. There were like certain outtakes, you know, like you know, he starts like you know when we're like filming, like he starts flirting or he says something, maybe maybe kind of feel like Stormy Daniels in a way. It's like, bro, <laughs> come on, you know, but just <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah. But it's, but it's always like like you know like a good jest you know just you know but it's just it's, it's, I, I feel I'm very thankful and fortunate for the friendships that I have with everybody mm-hmm. in in that circle yeah. you know and um, I'm just glad that we're we're able to put this out there into the world and um, yeah it's just yeah well great well, well thank you fabulous. so much. I'm- <laughs> Thank you. I am thrilled that it is in the world. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it would be a help of me like make it. You, you were, you're a very instrumental part in you know me not screaming and yelling a lot of the times. I'm like, <laughs> oh, what do I need to cut? We can cut this. Like, no, I don't want to cut that. You know, well, yeah, just like, yeah, I think yeah. I made you scream and yell a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but I, I I really appreciate your help and with us and everything. Um, and it's it's kind of funny. Like on a side note too, um, I guess it's maybe like 15, 20 years ago. But Kelly made a short film that really inspired me as a filmmaker. Uh, yeah, 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 like yeah. And I that, that, 2003, 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Shit. And I, I remember when I first saw it. I was thinking when I saw this, I'm like, where the hell does this person come from? Like, this is not like anything <laughs> anybody made in Pittsburgh. You know, it was just just incredible. I'm like, wow. And it's kind of funny just thinking about at like several years ago, realizing like, you made that movie. And just thinking, you know, like <laughs> Yeah, we didn't know thinking, each like, other wow. yet. We hadn't yeah. met. Yeah, yeah, point. yeah. Not at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and it's just always cool thinking that, you know, like she's been like a big influence in a lot of ways and stuff, you know, and just always doing like really good work and stuff, especially with the podcast and the website work and stuff. And just, you know, just keeping at it, you know, the yeah. hardest working person I know. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. I still mm-hmm. love that little film. Yeah. 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 Is, 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 is that, that online too. anywhere? Yeah, yeah, it's on Vimeo for free. Oh, really? Okay, great. I'm going to go back and look at it again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Put that in the show notes, too. Okay. <laughs> I'm a little bit naked in it. Uh oh. 
<laughs> you can't you can't well, see parts. You see that okay. I am naked, but you can't see uh, parts. Yeah. In. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm naked, mm-hmm. but yeah, not all out there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I think let's go by seeing two like like the girls when they're really little too, right? Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hold on, were they like eight? I shot or? it in 2002 because it came out in 2003. Mm-hmm. So in two yeah, Camille mm-hmm. was eight and Sophia was six. Oh my god. Yeah. That wow. is wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Owen wasn't even an idea yet. No. I guess. Wow. Yeah. Well, Chris, if the film is made into a series, like that would be like a biopic that I would watch. (laughs) Susan doesn't watch biopics. I famously hate biopics. I'd rather watch the documentary. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes. So so thank you for making documentaries. Brian, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know Brian mentioned he wanted Daniel Kaluuya to play him. So that's already set. Oh, cool. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. That would work. Nice. Well, I appreciate and, you both so much. Thanks for having me on here. Thank you for yeah, being here. Thanks again. And uh, yeah, yeah. I, Kelly, I'm not sure what we're doing next week, but it'll be fun. So it <laughs> I, I think we're still deciding. Nurses. Well, I, maybe. Cap- oh, okay, maybe. it may switch. <laughs> we're okay, still deciding. Never mind. So, yeah. <laughs> so we'll figure it out and we'll get back to you guys next week. Well, I already watched that homework, but okay, I can Did watch you? something. Else. Okay, that's I okay. Didn't. Nurses. Well, so, Susan is in nursing school, so oh, okay. So, so I suggested we watch something about nurses that she can pick apart. And there's that movie on Netflix with the Good Nurse, mm-hmm. but the good there's nurse, there's yeah. also a documentary about the story on Netflix. So I'm like, Cap- well, I'll watch the documentary. Yeah. You can watch the movie. Capturing yeah. the killer nurse. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you can tell me all about it. You, you made me think too about like, you know, what, but this one flew the cuckoo's nest. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they, yeah. I think they did a mini series called Ratchet mm-hmm. about yep. Nurse Ratchet. <laughs> we talked about that so, too. Yeah. yeah. Those were yeah. more of our choices. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think was, was, Kathy based a nurse in misery too. Yes. Yes. Oh, no. oh God. Yeah. Ooh, Court would be happy with that mm-hmm. since Court loves. Horror. I love that movie. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. Yeah. I haven't watched it in oh my God, so so yeah. many years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. So we have choices. Yes. So and it may be a totally mm-hmm. different thing. It may be together. because you know. I watched squirrel. Beef over the weekend. Yeah, Squirrel. Oh, okay. True. And so okay. I'm like, I need to talk about this with somebody and nobody else has watched it yet. <laughs> so, or you I, and Court haven't watched it that? yet. It's 10? Yeah. Okay. Half hour? Half hour. hour. Or, Half hour. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. You know, all right, all right I'm, I'm going to try to jump into that. Yeah. You know, I just okay. finished The Last of Us. So, all right, good. Ah, Okay. Anyway, so once we figure out what we're doing next week, we'll tell you next week. (laughs) So until then, everybody, geek on.